regardless of whether or not you realize it or not, the media's game is mental manipulation. Every day they attempt and succeed to brainwash me and you. Yes, it's happening to you, you are getting brainwashed and mentally manipulated every day by the media, your friends, neighbors and even your family. It's been happening since the day you began to understand the world around you. Who the omnipresent they are is up for debate but I think everyone can agree someone's pulling the strings to one degree or another. There's so many forms of propaganda and mental manipulation by the media and they've all been used on you at different times throughout your life separately and all at once. Brainwashing techniques come in all shapes and sizes and have infiltrated our lives so thoroughly it's difficult to tell the difference between truth and propaganda. I can't possibly list them all here but these are the big ones that's blatant and in our face every day. First I'll attempt to describe the brainwashing technique in ways that make them easy to understand. I'll also give an example of how you are being brainwashed without realizing it. Lastly I'll explain why these particular techniques are so effective at brainwashing us due to evolution. Let's begin. Forms of Mental Manipulation There are numerous forms of mental manipulation used by the media, the government and even the people in your everyday life. These have been perfected through the years and are now brutally effective at achieving the desired result from the citizens. One of the major manipulation techniques is Shame They know that if they can paint an idea as ridiculous, the listener usually doesn't bother examining it any closer to find out if the ridicule is justified. After all, why even consider something that's ridiculous? That's only something a ridiculous person would do. And you're not ridiculous, are you? Sounds like. So now they're telling us that get this, folks global warming is caused by cows farting. Priceless. And then he said we could save gas by inflating our tires. I couldn't make this stuff up, folks. Why it works. It's no secret you can short-circuit someone's brain with shame. How many of us were shamed into doing something stupid in high school? I sure as was, hell I'm pretty sure I've shamed myself into doing something a few times. But why does it work? Well, there are these primitive, lower parts of your brain called amygdala that control base, emotional reactions. That's where things like contempt and shame come from, and stimulating it can completely shut down the analytical part of your brain. The gang calls you a coward and the next thing you know, you're wedging a Roman candle between your butt cheeks. You'll show them. You can thank evolution for that. Way back when humans started forming groups and tribes, social status was everything. It's what guaranteed you food, protection and ladies, that is, a chance to pass on your genes. Mockery developed as a conformity enforcer to keep people in line. Making a person, idea or behavior the target of mockery gave it a lower social position, and made it clear that anybody who associated with it would share that lower position, leaving them out of the hunting-slash-eating-slash-mating that made life in the tribe worthwhile. Thousands of years later, a good dose of mockery can shut down critical thinking and make us fall right in line, no questions asked. Recently seen. Remember the 2008 presidential campaign, here we'll find both sides guilty. The speakers at the Republican National Convention had a great time mocking Barack Obama as a community organizer, drawing laughter from the crowd and skipping smoothly over the part where they explained what a community organizer is and why it's ridiculous. Then the other side mocked McCain's age relentlessly but were eerily silent years later during Joe Biden's run for the White House. Age no longer seemed to matter to the Democrats at all, strange. Controlling what you watch and read. Restriction of reading and or viewing material is common to pretty much every cult. Here on the internet, we've all heard horror stories about Scientology, which goes as far as filtering members' internet access. Obviously the idea is to insulate the members from any opposing points of view, to keep them marching in line. That technique works just as well outside of the cult world, 
but they have to be more subtle about it. It just takes a little poison in the well, that's all. Sounds like. Of course the public is misinformed. They're reading that trash in the liberal mainstream media. Of course the public is misinformed. They're watching faux news and the other trash in the corporate mainstream media. Why it works. Studies show the brain is wired to get a quick high from reading things that agree with our point of view. The same studies prove that, strangely, we also get a rush from intentionally dismissing information that disagrees, no matter how well supported it is. Yes, our brain rewards us for being closed-minded pricks. So with a little prodding, the followers will happily close themselves in the same echo chamber of talk radio, blogs and cable news outlets that give them that little they agree with me. Hi. This wouldn't have been possible even 20 years ago. I grew up in the 80s, in a house with three TV stations. Three. We got one newspaper, the local one. You didn't get to pick from the conservative news or liberal news, back in the day you took what you got and you were thankful for what you had, damn it. And now, that explosion of the 24-hour cable news stations and, later, the web and blogosphere, has created these parallel universes of right versus left media outlets, complete with their own publishing arms. And for each, their favorite topic of discussion is how corrupt and ridiculous the other side's media is. They each have watchdog groups that exist purely for no other reason than hammering away at each other. Recently seen. Everywhere, every cable news station and every website. Honestly, it's absolutely everywhere these days. Black and white decisions. Listen to an argument between your friends. Any argument. Listen to one guy say Donald Trump is a fascist, while his opponent says Joe Biden is a communist. Watch as even fans of the same football team bitterly divide themselves over whether the new quarterback is going to be awesome or garbage. Never anything in between. Everyone is a friend or enemy, every band either rules or sucks, black and white, nothing in the middle. They, capital T, love this, because they can convince you that you must choose either their way, or the most utterly ludicrous option on the opposite extreme. This is the way every political decision is presented to you and you have such a visceral reaction to the opposing view you don't take the time to actually consider the facts. This is what they're counting on, this is political 101 stuff we're talking about here. Sounds like. You haven't received the vaccine yet? Do you enjoy murdering people's grandparents? Will we fight? Or run away as cowards? You're not in favor of the death penalty? So you want murderers to just roam free? Why it works? Because we evolved from creatures who were always in danger of being eaten, our brains were built on a very simple foundation, the fight-or-flight mechanism. This let us make lightning-fast decisions by boiling every situation into two options. Anyone who preferred to stop and mull over the subtleties of the scenario wound up in the digestive system of a saber-toothed tiger. Fast forward thousands of years and you find a humanity with much fancier brains but that still prefers all-or-nothing choices when we're put under stress. So if somebody wants to bypass your critical thinking circuitry, all they need to do is make you scared or anxious, often with a time limit or urgent threat, we need to act now, or lose our way of life. Instead of pondering the situation with the analytical neocortex, you're using the primitive limbic system, scanning the landscape for the right and wrong move. You'll have no patience for wishy-washy talk about a spectrum of options. Recently seen. After the trauma of 9-11, the whole country dragged subtlety into the alley and shot it in the head but you can't blame us. After all, our entire mythology and popular culture are based on the idea. There's a dark side of the force and a light side. Choose your path. Now. There's not a gray side, Luke. 
Now, as bad as this one is, and you could make the case that 80% of the stupid choices humans make is because of this, there's one even more powerful. It's a spin-off of this one, and it's by far the best way to get thinking humans to respond like trained dogs. US versus them. Here we go. Sure, we know about the obvious examples, they're written across the history books in blood and bullet holes. Racism, genocide, horrifying caricatures on propaganda posters. But they have figured out that the same technique that works so well for getting people whipped into a murderous apocalyptic frenzy, can be used sell you cars, or hamburgers, or computers. Sounds like. If not for that anti-vax crowd COVID would be over. You can listen to what I have to say, or bury your head in the sand with the rest of the sheeple. You have a Nintendo Wii? Are you a toddler or just plain stupid? Why it works. Basically, we are wired by evolution to form tribes. The more stress we feel, the more we feel love and attachment to those who look and sound the same as us, and the more we feel hatred towards those who don't. It's just an old survival mechanism, since the ancient guys who didn't show that kind of blind loyalty were killed off by the fierce tribes formed by the ones who did. So today we get that petty dehumanization of everybody outside of our group, hippies, rednecks, geeks, douchebags, libs, cons, breeders, infidels, towelheads, honkies, darkies, players, haters. The bad thing is I left the worst ones out. They can play on those old, primal urges for even the most ridiculous of results, such as fierce brand loyalty, the PS5 versus Xbox flame wars will make you claw your eyes out. If you think about it you'll realize our entire lives are designed this way. From fast food, McDonald's versus Burger King, to the cell phone you're reading this on, Android versus Apple. But to really make this one work, they can't just define your group, but have to define your group as the elite group, a shining beacon in a world full of weak-minded walking imbeciles. The items on this list work best in combination, and you'll see in that, the element of mockery and insulation from opposing viewpoints we talked about earlier, why listen to the viewpoints of those lesser sheeple? Often this is combined with siege terminology, the whole country has gone to hell, but we've got to stand up for common sense, folks. It's us against the world. Recently seen. Watch five seconds of an election stump speech. Every side does it. In Donald Trump's, and every Republican candidate's, campaign speech since I was born he talked about how people from small towns are the best. Always there is the unspoken reminder that these honest rural folk are under siege from those scary, phony freaks in the city. When speaking to those city folk, on the other hand, Joe Biden, and all Democratic candidates, I made the reference to those same small town types clinging to guns, talking about them like they were savages to be studied through binoculars from a tower, with some peasant disease that needs cured by the enlightened. Not only is us versus them the most important one on the list, it's the culmination and end goal of all the others. Drawing you into the right tribe is what they want most, because they can accomplish nothing without tribesmen. We must find a way to resist it, if not, this is what could leave the entire planet a charred radioactive ruin. And I for one, would like my great-great-grandchildren to be born someday and preferably without radioactive gills.